0: <laughs> <Sorry. coughs> I do not All right, we'll get it started. And welcome everyone
1: to Women uh, and Floor Covering TikTok. My name is Jen Zern. I am a certified hard surface installer. I've been in the floor covering industry for about 20 years. I own and operate an installation company out of Wisconsin. Here with me is our rock star, Crystal Sims. Uh, the first female competitor in the installation competition. The spotlight she's put on uh, women in the industry has been nothing short of incredible. Uh, So I will not continue to embarrass her and I'll let her introduce herself. So I'm Crystal Sims. I was the first
2: woman competitor. Not bad. So um, I work for Preferred Flooring in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm just an employee, so I don't own it. Not just an
3: employee.
2: I'm the employee. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little background around me, uh, about me, is I started 10 years ago as a temporary, just like everyone else. You always start as a temp. And I just feel like they felt the loyalty coming from a family member. And I just kind of stuck around. And here we are, 10 years later. um, They have pushed me further than I ever thought that I could go, which is how I end up in the installation competition. And it kind of has led to this, where we are, this uh, women in construction, women in flooring business. And that's kind of what we want to focus on today, what kind of things that we go through on a job site, being women. Or what kind of you know, mm-hmm. what, we're looking for. what challenges that what challenges we face, face. And, obstacles. Yep, and how we can change that. What how all of us, and how we can tell people what we can do to change that going forward. Because everyone matters, whether you're male or female. It doesn't. Everyone is important. Everyone is a vital piece to, to our industry. And if we don't get more people involved, there is no us.
1: As Dave Gard puts it, it takes all of us. Uh, we also have other um, women here from different parts of the industry, like the retail side. We have Tammy uh, Buckhart from Lehman Flooring in Indiana, and we have Stephanie Watson from Carpeting by Mike in Wisconsin. Tiffany. And t- 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> 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 I wrote Stephanie. I don't, I don't know, know what. Stephanie.
4: I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, Alan, Alana, Alana McInnes yep. That's yep. The last name yep. right? from Mohawk on the manufacturing side to help kind of round out the conversation because while we're all in the same industry sometimes what challenges that are going to be in front of us might be different they might be the same but I think it's important to make sure we're covering all aspects of that um so, if um, you're not familiar with roundtable talk, Crystal and I will kick off the discussion, and then we, you know, we invite everybody to to join in. And if you come up with questions along the way, feel free to ask them. I mean, this is this is a group conversation. Um, we have a great group here, so I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody has to say and where it leads. Um, we are seeing more women enter the trades, and. Um, you know, it's it's obviously most trades are very male-dominated. And so we have to start shedding some of the social stigma and gender roles that are associated with women. Um, but the only way we can do that is to talk about it, is to have these conversations whether they're comfortable or not. And we need women to know that they have a place in the trades, especially the flooring, as we are at a installer crisis so why not, you know, try and capitalize on that? Um, but how do we do that? One again, is starting the conversations. But um, I guess one, one interesting uh, thing I'd like to ask is, how did some of you come into the industry? Some of the ladies here.
5: So
6: you're gonna have to pick someone. I know,
7: I guess so. <laughs> I'll okay. Cool. So uh, my dad started his company in floor covering. He was an installer. And then started a retail store. So I was the youngest of three girls. And I was the one that's more, like, wanted to hang up with my dad more. So he started dragging me along to the job site. Um, Didn't matter how many times I was, like, six or seven, I'd take my shoes off, i cross run across the tax strand. Then I he put the wet carpet and nylon down. Then i get blood on the tax every carpet. He kept bringing me along. So I started to see what he was doing for the family and what he was doing to communicate with people and he taught me not to judge people on how you look because I'd see a guy in like overalls and he'd be talking to him and like long hair didn't look like he showered and I go, what are you, what are you doing talking to him? Like, I don't understand he goes, he doesn't look like he, is much, I'm young. And he goes, he owns all the permanent buildings we've been doing, he's a landlord, he does this. he's got more money than God. Not that that matters, but don't judge people you don't know. And that was really stuck with me, so um, I took about 24, worked with him full time, then I had my daughter and I left, went back to corporate, banking, then came back when the store went through a couple changes. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer, passed away shortly after that, and, here I am now, four years later, running his store, which now my store. So that's how I got into flooring as much as I tried to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I came and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> it chooses you, right?
2: It chooses, you. chooses you. Yep. <laughs> I'm Cynthia
8: Offiera, and I am the original girl in carpet. And the guys here that know me, they know that. And my late husband and I were involved with CFI since 1994. We're one of the founding members of CFI. Um, I was the first CFI certified woman in the organization. I, was people. People. I, was I, I met my husband, Andrew. I fell in love with him. And he told me, I mean, right from the get-go, I'm going to tell you right now, I've gone through two marriages and a couple of serious relationships because my mistress is carpet. I am with her seven days a week, 12 hours a day. And I'm a Jersey girl. I'm just going to tell you, say it straight out. I got in bed with the bitch. And, <laughs> and, and, and the rest is from there. And one day, Andrew was reading floor Covering in Installer Magazine. And he reads this little article about this organization called CFI. He picks up the phone, and he gets Jim on the phone, Jim Walker. And he's on that phone over an hour. I think it really, was probably closer to two. And again, Jersey, lingo, and he hung up that phone and he said, send that man $250, I'm going to get CFI certified. And this was in the summer of 1994, and we had to wait until October when CFI was in our closest area, which was Pittsburgh. We drove seven hours out to Pittsburgh and got certified and in a weekend that involved Friday night seminar with Jim Walker, all day long Saturday and all day long Sunday. It was three days long. Andrew was certified to a master installer then. I was certified R1. And, um, and we just went up to the table and we said, what's next? What's next? Where do we go next? What are we doing next? And, uh, well, we're going to be in Boston in two weeks. Where? We'll be there. And we just started following them around. And they literally called us the first Jim Walker groupies. But I tell you, as far as women are concerned, how you're going to get involved in this business is you're going to fall in love with someone who is in, already in that business? And if you want to have any kind of relationship with them, you're going to get in bed with her too. Okay. <laughs> um, but in in I was looking yesterday, listening to um, you know all the speeches and stuff like that. Um, you're preaching to the choir, everybody. Again, the, the people who have been here since day one. We've been hearing this for 30 years about the crisis in floor covering. And I tell you, last night I kept on thinking. Two things. Number one, the future of floor covering very well may be female. Okay? To see a couple of women out there on their hands and knees, I mean, making stars last night. You guys were walking past us last night, and we were like, let's see what you did. I mean, we're like proud parents. We want to look at stuff right <laughs> now. And you're like, is my first time? And I didn't really fit it. We don't care. Bring it. We want to see it, you know? Um, and the other thing is, oh... I tell you, more and more, I think the future of floor covering looks more and more like stained concrete. Um, it's not just carpet. And I will tell you, Jim and Jane and whoever, actually these founding, that was like 16 founding members had the vision to call the organization international to think globally. And then floor covering to cover everything, even though CFI was first and foremost, carpet, carpet, and more carpet. That's all we did was carpet. And nobody did carpet better than CFI. Um, there is one thing that is an exacerbation that I don't think we've ever had before and that is in today's generation we have about and I don't mean disrespect to any of the young people who are here we have about the laziest least motivated generation this nation has ever seen and I hate to think that we're part of it because of our kids that always say mom and daddy I want you want abracadabra you got it I came from the generation you want, you go get a job and get it, you know, even to the point when we were teenagers and we were all having a little part-time job and we were, mom, we're out of milk. My mom would say, well, go to the store and buy some, you know, mean you have your own money. Today's kids, they ain't about working. And it's not just in the construction trades, it's straight across the board. The industry, you know, um, hospitality industry, retail industry, um, medical industry, people leaving in the droves. So, like, I really don't know what the magic... Um, You know, ingredient is to get this again we've been hearing this for 30 years but yesterday what I saw that really did my heart so much good was seeing the girls out there and I'm like yeah maybe the future of floor covering is female Um, I will tell you I was a former carpet retailer okay Andrew and I had a great big carpet store 98% of my customers were women they were women I had two men that walked in my room both of them were gay all right, fine. but I'll tell you what, it's all good. Now, one day, Andrew comes into the carpet store. We had a 3,000-square-foot carpet store, remnants all over the place. And I had these ladies come in, and they would have, you know, their little swatch of their pillow, and I like this green one over here, and oh, I kind of like that blue one. So he came in one day, and literally the carpet store looked like a pile of pickup sticks. And he was like, what in Sam Hill are you doing? I color-coordinated the store. They're yellow, I mean, like a rainbow. And the ladies that came in, oh, my God, green, I need this green. And they said, I'll tell you what, a couple things happened there, all right? Number one, I was thinking like a woman. Number two, it showed me what colors move the fastest. I got my women out of the store probably 20 minutes faster in making their decision because color is the number one thing that they're looking for. The other thing that I learned how to do on my own, no one taught me this, was I used to qualify my customers when they came in. I had a prime example. I'll tell you about this lady, Pat. She came into my store from Belmar, New Jersey. She had four children. She was a Cub Scout leader. She was a Girl Scout leader. She had a dozen kids in her house every single day. And she said, I want beige carpet. I said, no, you don't. Uh -uh. I'm not putting beige carpet in your house. And I talked her into Hunter Green. And she came in my store six months later. She said, you saved my life. You really did. You know, you run a vacuum. It's probably got a million stains on it. You can't see them, but when I vacuum it, it looks brand new. But I need beige carpet in my bedroom. All right, I'll do beige carpet in your bedroom. And three months later, she walks in my store. My littlest one came in my room in the middle of the night. Bobby, I'm so good, I don't feel no good, but i up all over her carpet. And the last thing they ate was, like, Terry kool She was like, I got to, I to get it out, so I went and got that out. But I got to know my customers, and I got to qualify them. Tell me about your life. You know, do you have dogs? Do you have, dogs, you have uh, somebody in a wheelchair? I mean, because depending on what your use was, I'm going to sell you the right product for you. You know, so um, that was one thing that I earned trust with my women because they were like, this girl is not going to lead you wrong. Not ever. You know, but um I didn't mean to come in here and just like charge like a bull and take over. this <laughs> thing. But I've been looking forward to meeting you. That is usual. That is, 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 is usual. And that Alan, like Anna, you and I but have known Cynthia uh, for twenty-five
9: years. If anyone else wants to talk, you're gonna have to. <laughs> 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 no, I
2: I have to listen to her all day. Yeah, yeah I know. How much of
8: you find that, though. The way you get into floor covering business is because you fell in love with a man that was in the floor covering business. Or you raised a daughter. You know, um, I did know one lady, um, she was actually about ten miles down the road where I had my carpet store, and I said, how did you get into the floor covering business? She said, well, I threatened to turn my father into the IRS. And I was like, It works! You know? But um, you know seriously that was a true story that's what she said but um, oh, but there you so go course. that's how women get in the floor covering business yeah, so it's yes. kind of refreshing to see more and more <coughs> so um well,
1: i personally came in because i met somebody
8: Sorry. who was in the floor covering <laughs> business and you know
1: it was a slow integration and one day somebody's like Duh, didn't show up I'm like i'll get my hands dirty and i never stopped but then I have a question for some of the guys at the table. How how did you get into the floor covering uh, industry? Because I've heard stories from middle-aged men that yeah. have come into the industry from women. And that I find absolutely that's a interesting for the simple fact that at that point, that would have been yeah. a different time. It's very rare that oh, that's you. the
9: story. I I, I, the I, that so I got into floor <laughs> covering because... Uh, girl I was dating in high school um, dumped me for this guy in the grade above me. So I uh, was an 11th grade, 12th grade thing. And uh, and this was, I was, actually, it was after prom. I would taken her to prom. And then I got dumped. And he was a carpet installer. So I thought, well, I could keep an eye on her <laughs> if I became I became his helper. So if I, if I'm a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I was wow, not a stalker at all. I, I was I was going in a no, different, I different direction. So. So. <laughs> Isaac, like, yeah. you see. Well, I've been more because, like because <laughs> of the woman is what my point is. And uh, oh, by the way, they got they got divorced. <laughs> and and he's a he's a. He's a used to be a rep for, for Mohawk and, and now is with some other company. I see him all the time and I don't talk to her anymore.
8: So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very interesting story of what you said though about women getting involved or it, men getting involved because of women. It's, it's, it's a
1: story you don't hear that often no. and I find it very interesting because if you look at that that timeline, it's just like that would have been a very difficult market for that, that installer to have been in. Right. But, uh, you know, do you want to take <laughs> um, so Crystal had done some research And the word feminism Is derived from the philosopher Charles Fourier And it's meant to describe feminine qualities and character A concept that's rooted in women's rights And determination for equality And the reason why we're bringing this up Is because most oftentimes times It's mistaken as women perceiving themselves Aggressively superior And that's not what this is about It's about having an equal place at the table in a very male-dominated industry. That's it. It's not a competition. We're just, we we want an equal spot at the table. And according to the U.S. Labor Statistics in 2020, um, women make up 11% of the workforce in the trades. That's all the trades combined, 11%. So women are often underrepresented when it comes to the trades. How do you guys feel women are represented within our industry? Like, do you, do you think we're getting the representation in floor covering like we should?
6: So I'll, I'll talk about that, right, because I've been on kind of the, the forefront of everything with – so, a little bit of background, she said that she was kind of forced into stuff. And <laughs> I, I 100% did. This I, entered, I entered her <laughs> <and> into <shipped> the <laughs> installation competition because she wouldn't do it herself. And I was like, sometimes you need someone to believe in you in order for you to believe in yourself. And I was kind of that guy, right? It was like, I know how good you are. We taught you, so I just entered her. And that kind of gave her the confidence and motivation to, to we have uh, boxes in the shop to, to practice and stuff. And she just got in there, kept practicing, and then once we got to the shows, it's, a lot of people came up to us like, she's kind of a shoeing because she's a girl. She's only here because she's a girl. This, 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 you know? And it's like, no man, she's here because she's got them skills. That she needs to to have in order to be here, and it, I don't think it was until they actually seen her produce that they changed their mindset. But that's kind of the mindset that a lot of people have: is they're only they're only there because they're a female. And you see a lot of stuff with inclusion lately, and it's not just the females, but it's you know a broad spectrum of inclusion that people are talking about now. And women are just one aspect of that. But without without talking about it and having having that conversation, you don't really know. So women are, are definitely underrepresented, right? And it's stuff like this that has to happen in order for that conversation to, to keep going. Absolutely. Um, there's been people that have came to our shop and they're like, we, we're here because of her. I don't want anyone else to install my floor. We're here because she, she works here. And, I mean, it, it, it's definitely something that is uh, growing, and I think that it's going in a good direction, but the mindset of a lot of people need to change for this to,
5: to keep on going. What's the approachability? I mean, for for people, so we, I own a commercial floor covering company in Wichita, Kansas and I also own a piece of software that is meant to uh, you know, elevate the labor trade, but what's the approachability to, how, how do, uh, how does the, say, decision-makers approach the woman workforce in a way that is attractive? Uh, just your, your example right here, Crystal, you're very talented, but you, you got you had to have a shove into it. So, once you got that shove, what do you see now that could help? Uh, because for us, we know that uh, we have one woman installer out of hundreds, and uh, she's very talented, came through a husband as well. You know, fell in love with a guy who loves flooring and is doing flooring. So, but an outreach what is do you guys have any advice for outreach to approach women and the opportunity to get into the trade like how do you bridge that um, frankly for me uh, you know it's a little intimidating on how to approach it in a respectful manner that that would attract them I mean I, you know we market to installers to get more installers to come and work for us how how can we make the message, what message would resonate to women that would help us to do that. Because the one woman I do have is freaking phenomenal. The attention to detail is above board. Uh, maybe not the fastest, but certainly the most detailed. And the cleanest, by the way. <laughs> Which is, those are qualities in flooring that you uh, has to happen. One of the best compliments we get is when our crew left the job super clean. Left it clean, the details were were like those check marks were made. So what can we do from foreign contractors, manufacturers and 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 foreign retailers to have a message that would resonate from a marketing standpoint. What marketing a market to to uh, any installer, we don't exclude women, but we certainly our messaging must not be hitting home if if yeah. if that demographic is out there for us to grab from, we're not doing a very good job at it. So do you have any advice for
8: for that. I will tell you, everybody that knows this, okay, floor covering, floor carpet installation is, is, is not for the young at heart. And I remember many, many, many years ago having this very, very arrogant guy come up to me. Yeah, you're a floor installer. How yeah, do you lift those big old rolls of carpet? I said, with my big yellow forklift. <laughs> 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 seriously, this guy was getting in my grill. All right, I'm going to tell you something. When I was with Andrew, you're going to get monkey knuckles. Not a joke. If you, I, could, I could tell you from looking at a man's hand that he was a carpet installer yes. swear to God they got their characteristic <laughs> the calluses absolutely monkey knuckles you go like this okay your hands are going to look like that you rub down enough carpet like that it's going to happen now an interesting thing happened when I first met Andrew I had signed up for nursing school I'm going back to 1990 Okay, because he goes, You want to come in the floor covering business if you want to see me? Yeah, but if I don't like it, I need to have something to fall back on. Okay, so I signed up for nursing school, Mama County Vocational School in in New Jersey. It took me a year and a half, a year and a half actually, to get into the program. And I'll tell you why it took a year and a half. Because every single time a man went and signed up for that nursing course, a woman was bumped down and he went to the top of the list because they had a drive to get men into nursing. Because nursing was almost predominantly women. And they said, oh, we have a problem here. We have 300-pound patients now. We need to get the guys into nursing. So I, I saw my bump, myself bump down three times for three guys that came into nursing. All right, so now another thing that happened was they found out even the biggest, strongest men nurses aren't lifting these 300-pound patients safely. So what did they do? They actually started making, creating equipment like slings, seriously, slings. Mm -hmm. To pick up motorizer pressing a button, you've got them locked in, literally you're like moving Shamu from that bed to the side. I'm not making it up to you. That's what is absolutely happening. I mean, I've seen, hurt people hurting their backs and whatever trying to move people like that. We're doing, they take that same technology and move it to carpet because I have been with Andrew lifting 800-pound rolls carpet are you getting ready? You know, like, you've got to, sometimes you've got to move it. Other times, you know, even if it's from the warehouse, a lot of times you're, you are all right, got your cut list right there. All right, let's cut this baby up before we even get there, okay? You've got to make sure when you're doing that, you better trust those measurements are going to be spot on. Okay, so you're, cut, you're cutting them. So, you know, you cut up your pieces in your mart, living room, whatever, and you load up that truck with all those pieces. And then, I mean, I remember having a couple of times where, you know, I mean, Really, the experience is wonderful. All right, I bought this roller carpet. It's a 12 by 27, and it's a big commercial piece of product. Um, where we had our carpet store right next to Ocean Grove, New Jersey. It's a very Victorian, Oceanside um, uh, community. And we sold a ton of pattern carpets. They were beautiful. And these two guys came in one day. I want that. Can you please deliver it for me this afternoon? And we said, yes, of course we can. He was on the third floor. And we were going up. I mean, I can't even tell you. I it took us an hour to make this delivery. So again, a lesson learned. You want to? Slip? I don't know where we're we delivering it to. If it's you know, drop it on your front porch in there, that's fine. But if we're going up three stories, you know what? You're you're going to get charged for that, okay? Because I'm not taking a roller carpet that weighs you know 300 pounds up three three stories. You know, like in a loop to loop like this. But um, you know. Um, As far as when we were talking about getting women in there, I mean, it's a rough job. I will tell you also, too, and that was one thing about me, is that my primary job was doing the finishing work, trimming up the seams, vacuuming, uh, and God is in the details, just like you said. And they say, those girls, not only that, I've heard of a lot of the installers of workrooms that did have women in there, they said the girls were their best installers. They showed up. They didn't go out and have a beer on Friday afternoon and not come back. Okay, they do their job, they do well, seriously, there's a problem no, out there.
5: I mean,
10: that's our experience. Yeah,
5: exactly. The point is, is like, how do you, if, if you're talking about getting a significant amount of uh, skilled labor into our trade and a good portion of that we would like to see be female for all the reasons we've just talked about, then how do you attract they have to know
1: it's an option. They have to know it's an option, and they have to know it's an inclusive industry. Where how do we, yeah. we do, how do you do
9: that? Is, is it the right? elephant exactly. in the room? Start sexism? By having the
1: conversation and changing the mindset. What is in the
9: elephant in the room? Sexism? Why don't we just talk about what You're, we're you're about? absolutely right. I, you that know, guy, guys don't like to share knowledge with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we had that experience when we when you were certified and we were in for Tony and I and you guys came out to help, and we had twelve or so guys from, from uh, Carpetland. And Jen was there, so Tony and I said, we called Jane, let's put Jen in a box and certify her. She's here, and you didn't necessarily weren't really pleased with that <laughs> idea, right? I mean, you weren't like, oh yeah, I'll do that. We kind of, again, like... Sometimes you got Okay, so when so you're or? pushing someone against a kind of people blocking, and it's mostly guys... Okay? So she, the only situation Tori <coughs> and I had was that Jay was to stay away from her. Okay? And for a good reason, because yes. she's very, um, you know, he would have been too hard, and, and she would be nervous about that. And so the whole time, all these other 12 guys were all freaking out that we had allowed a girl to, and she pretty much outperformed all of them on that, but, but they were, you know, you can see they did worse because they were, you know, so, guys don't want to be beat by another guy, let alone have Crystal come out and, and outscore the whole group and that first, and I, I was one of the judges, so I'll tell you that all the judges had her two points higher than any of the guys in that first competition, okay? I mean, so, so but sexism can also exist for, with female store owners. Uh, oh, if you're a girl, yes. and you're gonna come and do my. I mean, women can do that to women it too. It, it, it's, yeah, you know, so that's really the, the I uh, think how do we solve that problem, which is a much huger, isn't it's it? It's like, well, it's like the basis of the problem.
4: You have to start, yeah. I think, like you said earlier, like with Dave's, like, it it's on all of us. Like, I did not get into flooring because of a man or anybody. Um, I actually got into it because I was a consumer and we were purchasing floors. And I was in college, needed a job, and then once I got out, obviously, I went to Mohawk, joined through their Aspire program. Now I'm a product, you know, product marketing and trying to just get more involved. But I would say, you know, my boss, Seth, he's our VP of hard surface marketing. And he is, I think, the best thing that he's done, especially because I think I'm on the younger side at our company as well, being at Mohawk, and I'm also black and I'm a woman so like it's all the different you know mm-hmm. diverse <laughs> yeah I got it all going on. But, um, yeah it's like I, I got it all going on right But the best thing that he's done for me and, like, my team, we are all female team on his team right now, and he just empowers us, you know, to go and make those decisions and make those calls. And, like, he sent me down here to come and, you know, be the face for our team and get to know the installer group so that way we can go back and do better. So I think, in general, it's more, it's it's not that it was, like, allowing Crystal to go and compete. Like, Daniel empowered Crystal to go in there and go do the job and then it's she's there because she can compete with everybody else so it's like you know it's all about the empowering of the women and empowering of each other so, and right. I think that's them the best so it's creating way. that support yeah and I mean I'm like in the younger generation you know it's he gives me the ability to be like, hey, I can do this, we can do that, and, you know, we, I can get my ideas to him. Obviously, he has legacy knowledge that I have no idea about sometimes. But once I get that knowledge, then I'm actually able to go out and make, like, strategic decisions. And I think that's, like, another big part is, like, it's not just, you know... I don't think everybody in our generation is lazy, but <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that's a discussion that we. Can yeah, but too, it's, right? it's well, more about you know just giving giving each other the ability and the power to you know, say like okay yes this is why I'm here yes this is why we do this and I think that's what it's about really at the end of the day. So.
8: I was going to do in New Jersey there was a company called Worldwide Carpet, and the man that run the workroom was a fellow by the name of Kevin Campbell, and he believed in CFI. So Kevin Gamble had a bunch of Spanish installers. They were out of New York. And it was in the 90s that the year that the Yankees were playing the Mets, because I'm a Yankee fan and my husband was a Mets fan. And they paid extra to pay Andrew to come in and work with their guys on power stretching and pattern matching. Okay, it was an all-weekend-long thing. And these guys are from Corona, New York. We go to Edison. And as we're there... There's these two young ladies sitting off to the side. They happened to be the sisters of one of the installers. His job was to watch the sisters, and he brought the sisters along. Now, they had made what we called the, the, the playpen. It was an eight-by-eight eight room, okay? So you had two pieces of uh, plywood, and we built a little you know, two-by-eight frame around there in tax strip. and we're showing these guys, okay, how to, how to power stretch.
9: And Andrew stands
8: up, and he goes, okay, who's Joe Diesel needs? Okay, I want the best knee kicker installer that you have here, and this monster of a man. I'm telling you, I mean six foot three, probably three hundred pounds. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, a man is absolutely sweating. Okay, and everybody's like, okay, I do. And he rubbed the whole thing and did this eight by eight area. Okay, everybody agreed, did a great job. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's we do that all day long. Okay, he sets up the power stretcher, sets it up, goes up to that little. She must have been 10 years old. Sweetheart, come over here. Okay, she just polished her fingernails. not making this up. He goes, I want you to take this, and I just want you to, I'm going to click this little button, and I just want you to push down like this. Okay, do you think you can do that for me? This little girl goes like this, and this carpet went up like this, two inches. Okay, so this little, Andrew showed number one, the proper tools, okay, because these carpet installers beat themselves up all day long, thinking knee-kicking is the way to install carpet, and it's not. It's just a way to get old and destroy your hips and your back and everything else. And then the use of this power stretcher that this little girl, you know, Joe Diesel knees just did the great job, and she just pooped like this, and she got two inches of stretch out of that piece of carpet you just did. So, again, that was a big demonstration because the guys were like, You know, oh my God. And he was like, okay, now one by one, let's get you guys in here and show you how a power stretcher works. Okay, so again, the other thing is the tools. I was talking about, you know, they have technology now where you are able to move these great big massive rolls of carpet that, you know, even the two biggest guys are going to have trouble with it and girls are going to have even less trouble, you know, more trouble with it rather. I'm not all of them because I've seen some women in this business that some big strong girls, you know, um, but we still are considered the delicate sex you know no, right. so just so trying to calm down
7: that delicate sex i think there's a another side of this that we're not talking about besides sexism is i not think it's a generation a lot of the gentlemen in this industry are older yes. their moms and dads mm-hmm. ra- raised them to treat women respectfully they are a lesser gender not disrespectfully just take care of them, you cater to them. There's a whole gentleman's guidebook about how women are always, you know, put in a safe position right. where you're walking on the street. So they were raised this way. So now, we're coming in, they're raised this way, so it's it's a, if you're you're already going against the grain, and they're supposed to look at us as equals. So in my store, um, truck will show up for bad. I'll be wearing jeans, typically heels. I like heels. <laughs> And the pet truck will show up, and there's these big, you know, semi-truck drivers. He's like, well, who's going to help us? I go, well, I'm the only one here. He goes, oh, all right. And I get in there, throw them over my shoulder, and walk them from the truck to the way they go, in heels. And I will tell you, every one of them laugh when they're done. I've seen men not even do what you do. And I go, I've been doing this since I was six, because my dad empowered me. You know, I said, I've been doing this, and rolling them, and doing I again, but that's... The other side of the coin is is they were raised, not they, I'm not trying to be yoke, <laughs> disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Typically men were raised to treat women husband-wise, they treat women that way. So for them to see them in a position where they can do this hard work in carpet installation or hard surface installation or carry those boxes, it's their nature. They want, to. Oh, I'll get that for you.
3: I think you're right in no. I'm guilty of that myself. It's not, no, yeah, it's...
7: You know, people are being guilty of that. I, I love no, no. I'm sorry, i, Joe, I, I give you
8: will. Your heels. <laughs> I always Just the three-inches. Right, and, and I think,
6: like, the only time we've done that with her is she's worked when she was pregnant, so right, when, well, when she's pregnant, it's like, nope, we'll handle this. <laughs> you go do something else. But it's not
7: very it. disrespectful to us. It's, it's literally another barrier that we're running across, but it's... It's just one that's older. right, and, and right. That, that's the an
6: older gentleman. Um, I myself, I'm 35 and grew up with a single mom, right? And she's always taught us that I don't care, a woman can do anything a man can do, and yeah. that's kind of how we brought her in here, yeah. too.
9: But it, it can be twofold, though, because it is kind of an old fashioned thing. And, you know, that and my, my, my mom is 95, she's still alive, but I had all these aunts, when she was the youngest. And, you know, and we were all taught to be. You know, I still open the car door for Barbie. She yeah. doesn't care if I do or not, but I do. But but my aunts are all the toughest broads I've ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at some point, you know, don't get, you know, don't mess with somebody in the family. So you can get both of those things. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, you guys that know me, you know, I don't, you, every woman I know is is equal. I don't, I try not to disrespect anyone, so I don't necessarily see that as being. I mean, I think he can live in both worlds, kind of. Mm-hmm. like yeah, getting, true. You know, James getting in front of... On Barbie on the escalator. It's the gentleman's Barbie doesn't like escalators, and we were joking about it, and, and her fiancé jumped in front of Barbie on the escalator the for a safety. She and looked at me he as oh. if, you could oh, oh. have done that. You know, I don't think there's anything disrespectful. You know, I think you can do both things some point, yeah. and, you know, and that was a safety concern, or whatever. But I didn't it. Am I making any sense with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's there's two two well, You're, you're, you're <laughs> doing it <laughs> with respect. Oh, serious. We're just talking about oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to
2: kind of piggyback off of that, I think that a lot of people feel that we want to be highlight uh, highlighted. Is that even a word? Mm-hmm. And in reality, we just want. to to it's not even about being equal in a sense we just want to know that we can do whatever we don't want to be better than anyone we just want yeah. yeah it's not a competition more hands are better if we're all working together we're not looking for the spotlight we just yes, want to see it exactly the table yes we just want yes, to table. and i was we were raised by a single mom so she was always pushing that, you know, women can do anything, and, sorry, I wanted to talk about um, kind of your question about how can you make it more appealing. I think that we have to reach the younger generation of women who, like at-risk women, who feel like they have nobody to look up to and nobody to guide them if we as a community can reach these women and show them that they can gain this skill with their hands that can make them money, build them a career, and at the same time, build that mindset and so that they believe in themselves. Because in a sense, that's what Daniel and Jose have given me, that's what flooring has given me. It has given me a leadership has offered my leadership capabilities. So when I came into Flooring, I was very self-conscious. I was very not outspoken. So that's why I still struggle with that, getting my point across, and I get super nervous. Um, it's it's a work in progress, though. Like two years ago, this no, not me. I would be over there in the corner just listening, and so now I make it a point to speak out or ask the questions because I know that in order for me to grow, those are the things that I have to do. It has to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And if we can reach those younger generation of girls and help start to build that mindset now, we will have more female leaders in this world. And I feel like female leaders, we have a little bit different approach because we can be a little bit more... we feel empathetic empathetic. that's the word I'm looking for we are a little bit more empathetic and I know some empathetic men it's it's you know it is what it is but I just feel like we can relate on a different level we can as a leader I can I know all of my crew I know what I can and can't say to every single person on my crew I know their strengths I know their weaknesses And I think that if we can bring up more of those leaders, not only women girls, but men too. If we start to, like a mentoring program, if we reach them at a younger age and offer the whole package, that's what a lot of women have to offer. The women who have grown and are in these positions that are here in this room, we have those things to offer. We are empowering, we have stories that can reach, you know, the souls of young people. Like you, you, you remind yeah. me so much of my mom. Do you think, I can listen to you all day. <laughs> do you think
6: that um, that other women would feel more comfortable talking to another woman that's in the field as opposed to mm-hmm. talking with a man? 100%.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, and because. I will tell something,
8: you something that I heard, a couple of things. Andrew always, we used to talk about all of these other organizations used to watch CFI. What do these guys have? What are they doing? They're volunteers. They're not getting paid. They're working circles around everybody. What they got works. They're the go-to organization. Now, I've heard you say leadership, but we said back in the day, it was ownership. This is ours. Second thing is, I've seen this T-shirt, and i got to buy it before I die. Go ahead. Underestimate me. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Now, another quote that I saw by William Golding and... um, I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm not going to say it all completely right, but it was like women and forgive me, guys. Let me go with this. Women are absolutely the superior sex. Give a woman a home, a house, she will give you a home. You give her a baby, she'll give you a family. You know, um, you give her shit, and you're going to get. You give her crap, you're going to get a ton of shit. You know, but like every single thing you give a woman, she's going to turn around and make it better. All right, so. And I was a single mom. I had my daughter when I was 14 years old. I was in college at 16 years old because I was bound and determined I was not going to be a welfare statistic and I was going to do something for my baby. All right, so um, I wound up getting married at 20 and and having a family, but I'd been there. And um, I, I worked. I worked and I worked, you know, and I wasn't afraid to get my hands dirty. Another very, very interesting thing is I saw this thing where somebody... They were out watching a tradesman, and the mom and dad said, stay in school. That's like you're putting down a tradesperson, when in fact those that are going to college come out of college on average with about $170,000 in debt, and the actual tradesperson is making, on average, $45,000, $75,000 a year, more than what that college grant is. You know, So don't ever put anybody down, a blue-collar worker, if you will, working with their hands. You know, Albert Einstein said, you know, if you judge uh, knowledge by, you know, a fish's ability to climb a tree, everybody's going to be an idiot, you know, but and it's not going to be for everybody, but there are going to be some people that get into this and go, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all about this, and like I said, it's giving them the proper tools, because you're going to take a little girl and give her a knee kicker, an 800 pound roll of carpet, and say, go do it, now, that's not going to work, but the right tools, education, Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we can make the the right leaders. leaders. You know, they're
11: saying a lot more now as far as because we don't have enough trade schools. We don't. And the issue is not everyone wants to go to college. Not everyone can afford to go to college. Not everyone has a parent that will dish out the money for them to go. But what I'm seeing is they're talking about trade schools, but they're basically judging that on men, on boys. Yes. We have to and and it has to be changed to bring women in there, give them the confidence. I know myself, I was raised, you know, by my parents. My parents were immigrants. Came to the United States. They had two kids, three dollars in their pocket. You know. So yeah, we had to learn. I got into high school and uh I was starting to notice I had a, you know, counselor. Basically, he went to my parents and said, you know what, I think it's going to be better for Luba to go to that trade school than go on to college. Really? Yeah, very much so. And it's like, no, that's what I want to do. But he convinced my parents. So what did he do? He said, You know, Mrs. Willarship, that was my man name you know, Luba's going to, you know, she's learning from you how to be a hairdresser. No, I wasn't. I wasn't watching my mother. But my parents (coughs) didn't know better. And this is what you get with parents that don't really know. You know, they haven't been going to college and, You know, having all this money to go, so they convinced him. That's what he put me in.
8: What did you want to do? What
7: did I? I. You know what? (laughs) She went to college. I. Well, no, not right away.
11: Not right away. I went, and uh, I mean, I graduated. You know, I took the regular courses. I graduated, but I did. I opened up my own shop. For you. I opened up my own hairdresser shop. I did it for a year. I hated every single oh. second of it. Yeah. Now in 1970, you know, I was making a thousand dollars a week. That was some good money. That was good money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially when you charge someone a dollar seventy-five to get a haircut. You working some long hours? There? I was working long hours. There yeah, you were. And uh, so, but yeah, it was good money. But I hated it. Yeah. And I finally told my mother, I can't stand this. I don't want to see Mrs. Bundy again. <laughs> I will never forget <laughs> Mrs. Bundy. Beautiful white hair. And what does she want? She wants you to turn into this bluish, purplish hair. And if you didn't dye that correctly, she says, I want you to fix this. Oh. And it's like. You couldn't take, I couldn't take her. But she kept coming back to me every week. (laughs) You know, it's like, well, if you don't like what I do, then please. But I wasn't, you know, living in a small town, and that's kind of what you did. Uh, And my parents, you know, they got out later on. They sent my brother to college. He was going to be the big doctor. You went to college. And... He flunked out the first semester. amen <laughs> And then, but I think the big thing is is they were they were crewing, going to families to get into these trade things according to what their parents were doing. If they were successful businessmen, lawyers or whatever, they didn't go to their kids. They would go. So I'm seeing and I'm hoping that now, with the interest of trade schools coming back, is what we have to do is say, no, it's all sexes. Mm -hmm. No matter what they are white, uh, rich girls, you know, and and whatever, boys, or it's got to be all sexes in that. And I think what we have to do for the girls is give them the confidence. Yes. Now, I have to tell you, my husband gave me the confidence in that. You know, I told my mother I'm going to go. I, I worked at the film company as an operator for Bob Bell to make enough money to try and go to a school myself because my parents didn't have it then. And uh, I did. I went into merchandising and, you know, did that worked my way up with the executive training program. They encouraged me to keep going and I became a buyer for a store that used similar to like an even market store. And I became a buyer and I loved it. It was great, but then I you know, opened up my own retail store and then decided, you know what, I'm gonna go back to school. And of course, Jeff said, you should go for it, you should have done it earlier. <laughs> and then, and I did I went back to school, got my bachelor's degree and then got my master's degree, I'm an interior designer and I believe all interior designers need to basically go to the professional flooring people go to the professional installers mm-hmm. and they need to ask them I know too many of my design friends go to them and say, I want it this way, I want it that way. And you just have to do it. Well, they're going to go and say, you're going to go over to, I can't do that because it's not going to work right. Right, right, right. And they need to understand that. That's why I was talking to a lot of them. I said, you know, having a program for designers to go and
8: see. Right. Well, I worked with designers and I had some, they had $250 Axe Minster. Andrew, and they call Caristan. Who do you want to install? Oh, Andrew, he's a yeah. Caristan certified installer. Call me up how much you getting for that $15 a yard. And I have no, I did not blink an eye when I said that. Go ahead, get somebody else to install yeah. your $250 Axe Minster. and <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah. No, well, get off my team.
11: I, ju- I just had my client right before we came here. She called me up. She's on the kitchen. But she had the contractor. Uh-huh. You put some people in there, putting a backsplash in. You put it upside down. And this is not cheap tile, because this is yeah. by ceramic, you know, right. artistic tile. Yeah. And you know how expensive yeah. that is. Right. Luckily, I called it in time. They were able to take it off and rearrange it. But if we waited one more day, that it would have been the end.
8: Yeah, yeah. And, and there was another story, I'll tell you, There's an interesting thing, a very, very unusual thing. It wasn't with us, it was another CFI installer. It's working with a designer, very elaborate piece of carpet, and it had a border around, it going in the bedroom, and this guy did a fabulous job. And the designer walked in and went, You installed it was backwards! It was supposed to go this way, that was supposed to go this way, and that designer... Okay, so I don't know if you've ever come across that before. That was a real thing. And this guy was like, nobody gave me any specifics on that. Now, he learned a very, very valuable lesson when he was dealing with a designer. How do you want this pattern? Is it that way, this way, this way, that... You Because know, we talked about it in CFI that there were like eight different ways. This way, this way, you can do it on a diagonal. I mean, how do you really want this carpet installed? But that was a very, very important thing to know you about.
11: It's, it's very important and I mean, there are a lot of great designers. I have to admit that. Mm-hmm. But there are designers. It's like the one house I went into and with the scene. they They did it so it's from the window back. And when the sun shined in, you just
8: saw that line. Right.
11: And it was like, that's not right. And I mean, I learned a lot of this stuff from you folks being here, coming, and that. But I think it's something that we need to communicate and communicate with all installers there, no as
8: an installer I can tell you right now right off the bat when you're telling me it was right in front of the window that was a correct placement for it because it probably got absolutely no traffic on that scene <laughs> yeah. what
2: you need is good window treatments to calm down and you're walking across that scene all day long I mean I'm forcing yeah, one. one.
9: The yeah. you know what I'm talking about oh, you, but know? I mean, but, I mean,
10: you walk in
11: there and you know the light comes in not going to keep that curtain closed all day no, so yeah, i know you and don't talk communication what it is. That's yeah. what it is. but i think the big thing is is like we're talking about uh when Jen and i were talking about all of this you know some of the, the different uh conversations that we may have at this place and um, we we're saying we should get some you know go to some high schools local ones Get them say, Hey, they're having a convention.
9: Is there anyone
11: interested And in, in that? And it doesn't matter what sex you are or whatever. We want, we'd like to have someone, and then have them say, Have someone follow Jay around, and Jay can introduce the them and show them what so, they're uh, doing
2: young people at the convention
11: and that's what we we had talked about we made that list yeah and as far as you need i needed that person to give me my confidence that that yeah i can do that right right
12: and i said i you know nwfa did that this year now i i work for national wood flooring association Mm -hmm. and before the pandemic we had this planned and then two shows got canceled but for the first time beth witnessed it she was at our show um we brought local high schools in and we put together we have a uh what do we call it a young leadership council of young people that we're trying to bring up in the trades and get out in front of young people in whatever town we're in we'll be in milwaukee next year we already have three high schools lined up and what they did was um they brought in their Votech students, and we sat them down with young people who were involved in all aspects of the industry. So NWFA is a little bit different. We're not just installers. We're the entire supply chain. So we have manufacturers, distributors, retailers, inspectors, installers. So we made sure we had every one of those career paths represented on the, on the panel. You were in the room. I wasn't. Maybe six mm-hmm. people,
0: eight people, something like that.
12: And, you know, it was was slow to begin with, but, you know, the kids, once they got a little comfortable, they started asking questions. So we started that way, and then we actually took them on the show floor, and we introduced them to different companies. And our show is a very hands-on show, so you can run a sanding machine, you can use a a nailer, those sorts of things. And we got those kids to those manufacturers who had those things that they could tactily touch, you know, and play with it. Um, And then we follow up with them after we leave that city to connect them with local businesses who are looking for contractors or for marketing help or whatever. I think that on the the Wood side, I don't know about the rest of the industry, but a lot of women tend to enter the industry on the marketing and finance side. You're in marketing, (laughs) I entered the industry in marketing. Um, I know you have a a, a marketing, uh, English writing type of background. And then you get in, and, and, and you're here forever. Um, I, I told Beth, that I, I thought this was a part-time job for me. When I interviewed, I thought, I'll get that done in six months, and then they're not going to need me anymore, and I'm here 20 years. So getting the young people involved and getting them um, engaged, making them aware that the possibility yes. even exists. We also participate in Manufacturing Day. I don't know if you all are familiar with that. It's the first Friday in October, we work with our manufacturers specifically who make wood flooring to bring the kids into their plants and show them all the different possibilities. Um, we've done that in Tennessee. They're now involved in their VoTech program. So their construction program, if you look at what they do, they do everything but flooring. And they would have someone come in over the weekend, install the flooring, and then they'd move on to the next thing. Now flooring is a part of that construction program. It's really, really grassroots. We've been working on this for about 10 years and we're just starting to see some progress.
8: I have to say one thing Andrew and I can't tell you how many houses that we did carpeting, vinyl, ceramic tile, and <laughs> brand new construction. And the builders here and the homeowners there. And we finished up after a week of doing floor covering, and the lady would go, <sighs> The builders would be like, I spent a year building this house, lady. Like they for there for a week, but that house was not done until that flooring was done. Okay, so it is something that really is overlooked, but I'll tell you what, I saw that happen more time. The builders be looking at, I mean, shooting daggers at them. You know? Can I just,
11: as far as like your question, how do I get women in? When I see photographs installed, they're only men. Can we advertise? When if you're looking for someone, have a woman that you know
2: of. We, we can We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> working on that. We're working They're on that. we Yeah, yeah.
9: Really
11: but that's what I'm saying. talking
9: about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's, kind of you, like you know,
11: having, yeah. having a woman that you see her, a, a woman installer, doing something yeah. and, and you know, and working side by side, having those photographs and having those in there when you're
1: trying to get installers. Well, oh, <laughs> 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 and, so,
7: uh, and it's a problem. And I want to hear from this later. F- so F- 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 I'll be at this point, guys. You've
9: got to aware of Build My Future, yes. right? Yeah. So we're actively involved. The CFI is actively involved in Build My Future which is a high school program. It brings 11th and 12th graders right. in. Awesome. Right yeah. like cool yeah, and, and I, I think it was right here. It was also cool to see Elena brought some young people in the arts, those young installers
4: through the, what is it, Goodwill? It's program? the Goodwill HCE program. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, so like getting to see them in there as well was like super great
11: when you have your your group when you're teaching bringing the school i'm assuming you have both male and female oh absolutely and that and possibly even getting the young students and and having photographs of those and bringing that out and i think you might start getting more girls and women going hey Why can't I? I can probably do that. Yeah, I will. Go ahead.
13: ahead. I I want to hear from this girl. I've been waiting
0: for her. I've been (laughs) been (laughs) actually waiting for her to say something. Okay, so hi, my name is Marisha. (laughs) 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 Marisha. Most people call me Reese. Easiest thing to say. Um, (laughs) Hello, Reese. What do you prefer? (laughs) So, Reese. Okay, Reese. How do you spell it? Like Reese's cut, Reese- like Reese's, <laughs> Reese's. Yeah, like Reese's you know, people do that. Like But Reese's
6: because because they say Reese's pieces, right? But no, it's not. It's Reese's no,
0: because yeah, <laughs> it is it's Reese's pieces, bro. Like, no, I, yeah. see. <laughs> but like I. So I went through the um, Helm's Career Education. Um, Elena is the person who was our instructor. So R one certification just got that not too long ago. <laughs> Um, but just to your your question earlier, um, so part of my background, I'm um, PR, communications, or whatnot. And so I know from a marketing standpoint, then your verbiage is, like, most important, especially if you're trying to reach out to women. So things like saying when you guys were talking attention to detail, timeliness it's, like, words that resonate with females. And then also, of course, as you just mentioned, your imagery of course if you only have men on the marketing that's going out then you're not gonna get as many women who are paying attention to that and then i'm not quite sure what kind of avenues because i know you guys are also talking about reaching out to younger generations younger generations right now on tiktok and instagram and twitter more than anything facebook yeah everybody has one but tiktok and instagram are going to be your best friends And so if you are posting on those sites and, like, tagging different trends that are going on, because it's always a new trend or whatever, it's usually, like, some kind of dance or something like that. But the more that you get things out on platforms where young people are engaging, then you'll also get what it is that you're wanting in regards to us being interested in, oh, flooring actually exists, because I personally was, I got myself into this whole situation or whatnot. Um, How? Be, so I always went down to Goodwill on a semi-regular race anyway. And when I found out about it, I'm from the South anyway, Georgia, born and raised. And so I'm used to farming, construction, that kind of vibe, regardless. And so flooring, I was like, oh, like I've helped my grandmother do epoxy because she wanted to, just because she wanted to. Um, She's laid vinyl throughout the kitchen, God knows how many times, tiled the bathroom. And so those were things that I was just kind of used to doing anyway. I was like, oh, I might as well get a flooring certification. I was like, you know, <laughs> something else to add to the repertoire. And then plus I actually enjoyed doing it too. So yeah. Um, that was one of the things and then of course to raise awareness definitely getting into high schools would be something that was really good just for the organization and everybody's individual organizations as a whole because if you don't know something exists then you can't you know engage or be a part of something that you don't know exists and also i don't know about i know the newer generation as far as like kids who were born in the 2000s and going forward yeah, are a little 99. bit lazier and, But my brother caught us by the cusp He's also 99, it's cool But when you're talking about late 80s, the 90s Like our generation isn't lazy But when, one thing that we have done We've watched you guys' generations Work for 30, 40, 50 years Busting your behinds And unfortunately we don't have A lot of like to see where Okay well what is there to show for it So to speak It's like I don't want to enjoy my life when I'm 70, you know, I can't go, I'm, I'm not trying to go skydiving. It might give me a heart attack. And so for us, we're like, look, I'm trying to work smarter, not harder. Although we are very hardworking because we don't mind getting out there and doing what it is that we need to do because reality is that most of us are. Like we understand, we found out after the fact that college was dang like that was a lot of waste of money. And now I got to figure out how to pay student loans and I got to go And so we, we bust our hands figuring things out. So as far as hardworking, you probably won't find another generation besides y'all that works just as hard as we do. But also, like I said, because of technology and things that have advanced over the years, we are like, okay, so what's the smartest and most efficient way to do this so that we're getting the results that need to be gotten, but of course, we're also not working too hard and taking up too much time. Because it's nice to work hard, but if Johnny can do this and it's going to take Johnny nine hours and i'm like okay i found a better way to do it and i'm still going to get the same result and it's going to only take me five hours then why would i spend an extra four because reality is that's the extra four hours that i could spend doing another job and so you know that's one thing that's really big with our generation so to speak um and then, of course, you know, I, and because it is the women's panel, as far as promoting women, like, that's something that probably should be done more. Because I know we're talking about sexism and, of course, the whole thing that's some male-dominated industry, which is cool. But if you are, like, if you know that there is something that's coming up or there's a job and there's a female installer that you can send out or refer to, then do it. You know, and then pro- make sure your friends and whatnot, because I know everybody kind of gets in their own little circles. Hey, do you know such and such and such or such? I was looking for a female. Look for women. Literally look for them to do it. Opposed to like, oh, it just so happened. You know, because when you do things purposely and intentionally, then it continues to roll over. Because if you do it, then the next person you. oh, that might have been a good idea. And then they're doing it. And then each one reach one. You know, because obviously you can't do it all by yourself, but when everybody's purposeful and intentional and in what our goal is and steps to get there, it's a whole lot easier. It can be accomplished a whole lot faster because, like she said, they've been working on that for 10 years and are just now getting to where it is that you want to be. Um, yeah, so,
5: I mean, being intentional, uh, being mm-hmm. intentionally uh, targeting. With the marketing message, yeah, is not offensive at all, right?
0: No, it's, it's really not. Desired, right? It's not. It's like not. yeah.
5: I think a stigma is that it's a, it's at least in a lot of the males that I know that own mm-hmm. companies is that direct marketing in a way is they they almost feel uncomfortable with it. You're saying no,
4: no. Throw it out out there. Yeah, we want
13: all of us us to be put on a pedestal to a degree. Mm -hmm. We're all out here doing just as hard. And you don't know how many times I open up a magazine and I see, oh look, it's another dude. And I'm not, (laughs) I'm not huge pro woman. I'm not huge pro guy. I'm in the middle here. Like, but we have to take a step in one direction or the other
5: because I'm starting to see
13: these kids. I had three female students, four to start with. Okay. I saw better hand skills instantly by my females, instantly, right? So it's like, okay, they got that. Well, we're smart, we read books, we do all these things, right? We listen to people. A woman sometimes will sit in a room and listen to all of you guys go. What do you think they're doing? They're gathering all their information from you guys to make them better, okay? So you guys, you're leaders, give us a little bit of that credit for busting our butts and sitting there and having to endure the things that we endure to take those steps.
8: There was a word that
13: I heard So put us on a pedestal.
8: I heard last night at least a dozen times from our old school guys about why why are we in the carpet business and that word was passion. Exactly. You got it. it. You yeah. got it. Passion. Passion. That, was, that was so much, that much that joy. Was. Joy. I'm going to tell you something. That's that's, that's something nobody knows. <laughs> you can't buy that. Can't I know the session
12: is going on simultaneously, but look at the advertising and the marketing that the FCEF is doing. Yes. There's, a There's a lot, lot of representation difference. for diversity, mm-hmm. yes. for gender, mm-hmm. all, everything. And I apologize. That's, that's part of why time. I was late, because yeah, that's, what that's, that's what I'm doing I right now. That That's something that's in my wheelhouse,
13: and I, I got these new kids coming in. I want to know. What's going on? So when they ask me these questions, not only can I teach them how to put a seam together, but I can help them with their scholarships. I can put them in the right direction. I can understand the company that I'm working for.
12: Those of you who also, not not to self-tout here, but those of you who do wood, NWFA has a scholarship program as well. Those of you who do tile. The tile people, yeah, they have their own yeah, scholarship program, right. so we're all working with FCEF, yes. they have their program mm-hmm. yep. we're a part of it, but we also have separate programs, okay. so if you have people who do carpet, who are interested in wood we have scholarships for that
2: as
13: well, and I want to say just one more thing, I know I'm late to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the high schools, okay, they were talking about the same thing, going out there to the high mm-hmm. schools or whatever, we gotta make sure, yes it's great, my dad great person, Joe, great person to go out there we're not going to get the ladies. They're not going to listen to him. No. <laughs> right. <Exactly. laughs> I'm sorry. They're not going <laughs> to listen to me. Kelly, right? Kelly. Right? Kelly sorry. Kelly was down there her. the first week and They're going to listen to her. Okay. okay. Yes.
0: And she... And Kelly was super cool, super cool,
13: super cool. But it was like...
0: No offense, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, even like we, so <laughs> it's not so much an issue so to speak as far as the age uh group is concerned in regards to like him versus Elena or versus me because honestly if you have all three of us then you're getting everybody that's right. and that's that's the fact you know what I'm saying you can't really specific, yeah because that's the goal but part of my job there was to
13: I had three females in this class. It, gr- Y'all, I was excited. I had to sit on my hands and go, I'm going to push I'm going to push them. know I not see that, though, but I'm going to push them. You know, because I, I wanted to, them to feel what I feel from when I first started working for my pops. Yeah. At first, it was just a few little things here and there as a kid. And then I realized the value of what Dad had. He had the state contract. And then I'm like, okay, well, there's actually money to be made, Dad. What else can I do? And then what else can I do? And then we would go do a capital building. Or work at the Spur, at the Coliseum. All these big, prestigious, job, prestigious jobs. My pride. I started realizing it wasn't just that, like money. I liked pride. I liked the passion for what I'm doing. You know,
3: you know what I liked about the big jobs we did? When she came up long enough to do it, it wasn't always about what she could do with her hands. She went, and it took a little bit to get past the female, but she would go do what I really didn't want to do. Go deal with the contractors. And say, we're going here next. We're going It, t- right. it mm-hmm. took them a little piece of time. She does And us. once they realized, she said, World my dad, her crew is going to do this. And we did it. And then they started believing her. And they wouldn't even come see me anymore. <laughs> Trust right. me. I, I had to down there. No, no, right no. What's your thoughts? What? What, what, one <laughs> other point to that. On the other side, Elena and I have done done some stuff with Congolium, different things. And we go to these places. And she's, she's the lead. And it's her thing, and I'm there to help. Her. And I stand back, and she stands in the front, or a little bit scattered, right? And these guys come in, and they go, they're trying to see me. And I'm going, this is who you're dealing with. And most of them did it perfectly good. And there, every now and there was one guy, he kept, he kept going around, he's like...
13: Yeah, and then when, it, when they're first contact, I want to and shake like, this your this hand, the hand way right way past, past like, me, and it's and I'm like... No, that's but not, then, but then,
9: we asked them not, we told Elena not to
3: let you in. I understand, but then, but then, that's on all those cases. Once they seen that, and the other quick story is what you told me when one of your students came in in your other class, and he went, Oh, God, look, oh, I got her, I got to deal with her. She's going to be my teacher. I and what was it, 30, 40 minutes, an hour later, and he went, I apologize. Yeah, you, guys, you got,
13: yeah. I,
3: only a few words. So we
13: got yeah. barriers, and I know you guys are yeah, time-watchers. We yeah, got I'm barriers. Right here. As we met women, we got barriers. That that. We have to stay strong out there, whether it's a general one? contractor, whether it's a homeowner, whether it's a job you're trying to sell. We got to stay strong. We can't let the... the Constant
10: bombardment of who we are put us there I'll take, take, take those out. kids and get back yeah. up. I, you know, like I sat here listening and I make one observation, one couple of notable operations. First, what's the barrier? And the barrier is assumptions. Mm-hmm. Either you're, the person you're working with assumes things, they assume you're not capable of doing it, whether in high fields or not. <laughs> and, and they assume there's favoritism. You're in this. You're because you're a person of color, you're a woman. There's an assumption. It's not that you earned it, but you assumed it. Yeah. Um, they, you yourself should sometimes assume, I'm not able to do this, this is not what a woman does. Mm-hmm. You do it anywhere, and the males around you do that. Uh, they assume that the next generation doesn't want to work hard. There's all these assumptions that become barriers, okay? Mm-hmm. These barriers are built in. I'm like a baby boomer generation. We were taught that doors. My wife would tell you, I have a hard time not walking on the outside of a sidewalk, because I'm certain Sister Mary Keaton is of the that. I don't. We have those assumptions. Martin Luther King had a wonderful line. when a young woman called him and asked, what can I do? And he said, get out of the way. Well, I going not tell you that's what you have to do. It Men are here it. to listen to you, and get the hell out of your way, and you tell them how to support you. Because otherwise, we can't solve this problem. Only you can. But we got to get the hell out of your way. I will tell you on the advertising thing, remember the wonderful Nike address line? Be Like Mike? What's wrong with you? Be Like Reefs? Hey! <laughs> take care of, what's What's the woman in the uh, you have? What's her name? Uh, Sarah, and... Well, she has a daughter that helps her, but... Take pictures of them and say, be like like Sarah. What if we do something? The answer is you want to attract women. That's a really good marketing
13: campaign. Do it
10: that way. But the answer is that all you do is listen and and (laughs) follow the right now. You have to get all of this quagmire and and this tunnel vision that men have of where you belong in our society. That's what I observe. It's all assumptions. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. One
1: thing, you guys, I yeah. do yeah. out. I want to thank Beth yeah. yeah. for always being here and supporting us, making us <laughs> installers. <and laughs> so many different conventions or events, making us look good and making installers uh, stand out, and even trying to help us on the women's side. And I can't say thank you enough for that. And I wanted, we need that.
0: Definitely.
2: And Daniel wanted me to read oh, this pop no, socket that he got for me. Just always remember this. You're not bossy. You just have leadership skills. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> I know y'all are all going to lunch. Can I get a selfie? Yeah.
4: yeah. Because, you know. Oh,
0: put sort of got
4: yeah, most room. likely. Wait, I can take this. You
0: get that. Cool.
4: <laughs> you did that selfie? Miss Cynthia! <laughs> <laughs> miss Cynthia, you must have a <laughs> yeah.
2: There we go.
1: Thank <laughs> <Bangkok>. you. <laughs>
10: There's a challenge for your
1: speed.